welcome to From the Touchline, the Scarborough Rugby Union Football Club podcast. So, a warm welcome back to uh, episode five from the Touchline here at Silver Royd. We're back again for another episode um, and a really exciting episode. I'll explain a little bit why, why in, a, in a couple of minutes. But Sharon joins me again. Sharon, another week on. It's nearly midway through March and you know we're cracking on, aren't we? I know. It's uh, midway through March. That sounds ridiculous because it it's only yesterday we did the toy appeal <laughs> for Christmas. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're, we're sort of c- cantering towards the end of the season, Charlie, um, as far as rugby is concerned. Um, it's a shame. Yeah. It's a shame, I, but one of those things, isn't it, really? It, it, it gets warmer and then rugby's done. But there's still be lots of things happening here. Always, so always. I think you and I should still meet up and have a chat. And oh, all a ramble on every get, couple of weeks. We can't. They can't get rid of us that easy, <laughs> can they? Really? Um, yeah. yeah. So the what could potentially be uh, the final first team fixture, league fixture, um, mm. is is upon us on Saturday. That that is obviously dependent on whether the game last weekend at Drumfield is rearranged to a mm. date that, that both sides are happy with. Yeah. Um, but a tough game at Pontefract. And for anyone who hasn't seen the league tables, um, if Ponty get a bonus point win, then they will be the champions and they will be promoted. Um, if they don't get a bonus point win and Moortown win and get a bonus point, then they will be promoted. So it's all... Yeah. all um, all, all resting on that game, isn't it? For I think everybody, all eyes will be on on WhatsApp on Saturday, won't they, to find out, or, or on oh, Twitter or any yeah, other platform that yeah. the results are, are going out on. Definitely, just to see what happens. And um, also at the top of the table, clash as well. It's first versus second at Leyburn on Sunday yeah. for the Valkyries. That's a massive game um, for both sides. So that should be uh, that should be another good game for for them. And fingers crossed, they can bring yeah, back the win. Yeah, I think they really, really deserve it this season. Mm. Um, been some amazing uh, games and and yeah thoroughly thoroughly deserve and and they train obviously still training aren't they at the moment so yeah there's still an opportunity for anyone to potentially come in we've uh, we've also got um, a home game on Saturday with the Vikings yeah taking we do. on BP we do so this rugby at Silveroid for you on Saturday I don't know if that is the uh, that is that their final home league fixture I think it is their final home league fixture right. uh, for the Vikings because obviously the Danes been picked up a, a massive win last Saturday didn't they but were you here did you were you here for the game no but I came up after the game to watch the Eng- England match. oh okay we we Probably were up for the game shouldn't have come and watched the England game no you would have was, you'd have had more fun watching the Danesmen yeah I, I believe so um, a great win for them yeah by was. all accounts it they, was, they played yeah. some amazing rugby it was um, it was a good afternoon it was it was one of those afternoons where you think yeah this is the place to be it was mm-hmm. yeah really really good fun cold yeah. but yeah oh, really good fun. it was cold wasn't <laughs> it was it? yeah um yeah so we had as well uh was it last week was it the weekend we had the sports awards friday night friday at the night bar in the ocean um, room yeah a scarborough rugby club just clean up the awards don't they <laughs> it's amazing <laughs> yeah it was a good night for silveroid for rugby um and for three people in particular who picked up awards um Steve Purdy and Steph Else and a Special Achievement Award went to uh, Zoe Aldcroft. So, congratulations to all three. We're very proud of you all, mm. and uh, hope that you know you've uh, got space on your mantelpiece for the silverware. Yeah, and uh, obviously, just for anyone who doesn't know that, after the first team games, nine times out of ten, when I'm sat in the in Sharon's office, um, Steve comes in after after the game and he's with his bag of balls and he's blowing them up and you know he's still here for a good half an hour an hour after the first team match so yeah. you know great to see him um pick up the award 
alongside Zoe and and um, Steph as well. Yeah, and he's so he was very humble about it. It's something he doesn't particularly want recognition for. But you know, when you've got somebody that's put as much effort and as many years into the club as as Steve has, then I think it's only right that he's recognised for that. Yeah. Now, if you didn't hear myself and Sharon's. Um, attempt at playing paddle tennis a couple of weeks ago then that that is still available to listen to uh, as are all of our podcast episodes but you can purchase paddles and balls can't you now at the mm. at the club with a brand spanking new display that they've yeah, got yeah obviously we've got an opening offer there's been a soft launch of paddle tennis i think it's fair to say um and just with the new extension um that's opening soon at hartley's and and actually now people that have been into hartley's this week have managed to get an an impression of how that's going to be because the windows now come out so the sunlight streaming in through the new bifold doors at the back of the building um and um i've totally lost track of where i was going with that hartley's extension paddle tennis uh you can obviously um the soft launch yeah. of paddle tennis there's still an offer on however i remember now what i was going to say when we do our official launch of paddle you will be able to equip yourselves with the paddles which i would call it a, a bat and obviously yeah, yeah. get shot for that but the paddles as they're called and the balls are now available to buy as charlie rightly says over the counter at barons so go and have a chat with paul and the team there um if you've got any questions about the rules or if you want to book a court and have a go while there's still the offer on at the minute you book a court for four people for 20 pounds and your paddles and the ball is included however moving forward obviously that will have a cost implication so get in early and, and give it a trial and then if you decide you like and you want to invest you can also do that here at barons yeah and now that we're sort of heading towards the end of of the winter period there's some great photos on the easing of our new menu um options that are on mm. there sharon they look so summery it just <laughs> makes you feel so ready for it, summer doesn't it it does yeah yeah i mean the salmon and and scrambled egg bagel that's on there that was actually my breakfast last friday so paul and i came up for breakfast um on friday it's my day off and we we, we thought we'd have a wander in and sort of sit on the other side of the fence if you mm. like um and, and honestly it was um it was delicious um yeah breakfast I, I just can't think of anywhere that you'd go and get better value at the moment to be honest yeah, yeah and with the great not not necessarily the great views but just the great vibe that we've got yeah. around the club and and everything like that it's such a do you know what it's funny you say that vibe i am here at the club at all different times of the day and it's amazing that this kind of it, it feels like a different place so come early on a morning and you've got a lot of business breakfasts happening and everything's starting up and you know the, the girls come in and open up Hartley's and you've got that early morning vibe and your people coming in for coffee mm. and then it moves into sort of a brunchy time and then at lunchtime it's absolutely you know brilliant to see we're so busy and and all of the everybody sort of gets on with the day and then on an evening um it, it feels like a totally different place again you know you've got people coming in and, and perhaps having a bit of tea before or they go home mm. or they come in and they've got their kids are playing squash yeah. or we've got kids coming up for rugby training and it and you've got people coming into the gym after work and it honestly feels like a totally different Such a place. high of activity isn't it, it on, is. on a night when you pull up to when you're coming in maybe during the daytime it's yeah during the daytime so you know there's there's maybe a couple of people in and then the gym's very quiet but then once you come up later it's on even if buzz. you're just passing there's such a, a real buzz, buzz yeah especially in hartley's yeah, I went in the other day to drop off a, a cricket bat with someone who was in the weights room and, and I, just so busy with mm. everyone was there. Mm. Um, such a great feel about the place. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, and, and as you say, we've got new menu items and uh, we're launching uh, some really uh, exciting to be able to launch some really new healthy options that will be available. You can either have them as a side dish with whatever you're buying for your lunch uh, or your, your your evening meal in Hartley's and also they're available um, as a takeout uh, yeah. box so you can come in do your training and, and grab a, a grab and go lunch if you like I didn't know that uh, yeah yeah so we're doing the the salad boxes and you can add on chicken ham smoked salmon um, and I think they're going out at a fiver so you've got a big box packed with you know goodness know and that. freshness and and protein um, for oh, just wow. a fiver um, which I think you couldn't argue yeah. with, with the value there yeah and obviously, with it being red nose day on Friday, we've got some homemade um, cherry biscuits. Yeah, Al's biscuits on Friday. If you want to buy one of those with your brew, uh, there'll be a pound each or whatever, whatever you want to donate over and above that, and that will all be going off to Comic Relief. Yeah, uh, plenty going on as well this weekend uh, in terms of our junior rugby and our active youth program. All the details Sharon's put on the e-zine. Uh, in terms of training and um, matches, not too many sides in action this weekend, but still training goes on, doesn't yep. it? As uh, as usual, always, yeah, yeah, everything's in there. Always. Um, now we do have a bit of news in terms of the girls' rugby club advisory board. Uh, one of our own, Sharon, is, uh, is is on there. Yes, Erin Smith has been selected to to be on the advisory board, um, and it will help shape the future of girls' rugby. So. Erin, well done. Um, we're obviously all really proud of you and I hope you enjoy the experience um, that's obviously still to come. Um, I, what I love about what Erin said in, in you know as a result of this was the fact that she wants to shine more light onto Northern clubs, especially here at Silveroid, mm. um, and the fact that she's going to be representing us along with Yorkshire and the whole of the North. So well done, Erin. Yeah, really, really well done to Erin. Um, there is some news on the Leicester Tigers rugby camps that we've got coming at the start of August as well. They're on there. Yeah, um, you, you can book. I mean, by all means, give me a call if you want to have a chat about it. But bookings are, are direct with Leicester Tigers. The camps are always really popular. Um, so anybody from 7 to 16 can come in and, and join in with something that will be age grade specific. Um, and the, it's just a great experience for mm. them and, and something for them to do during the summer break. Yeah, and of course we are also promoting um, our facilities here at Silver Adelaide in Always. terms of the uh, function room mm. um, and and you know what you can book it out for. So there's all information on there um, as well. I think sometimes Charlie people might find it difficult to imagine what it would look like upstairs because if you're only here on a Sunday and you're perhaps trailing around after your young ones, you know, with mud on their boots and they've come up and they're having their after-match food and, you know, it's a different vibe. There's that word again. It's a different vibe. Mm. It's a different feel. But when you look at the pictures on the easing, for example, that show the room when it's dressed for a wedding and you've got the sun streaming in and you're looking out over the castle and the sea, it's a perfect venue, you know, not just weddings. Obviously, we do all sorts of events upstairs. So, but also logistically, um, yeah, it's an absolute ideal place to be well, with the yeah. car park, and, and everything it's got everything there hasn't it yeah so uh, if you've got anything coming up that you think uh, you might want some external space for give us a shout we can have a chat about it yeah uh, and as we say most weeks we've obviously got a full Saturday of, of rugby both home and away but also the Six Nations um, so people can come up and watch that can't they if they'd uh, if they'd like to do that yeah and we've got the TikTok Women's Six Nations coming up as well all the fixtures are listed on there we do um just uh, as an aside from that, we've got literally, I think, two tables left for Fish Friday. Wow. So if anybody 
wants to come early, uh, five o'clock to five twenty, I think, are the only slots left. Um, but yeah, get yourselves booked in for uh, Fish Friday, which is on Good Friday, which is the seventh so of not long April. Not long at all, no. So come and join us on Fish Friday. Especially if people have already booked their um, their their tickets, then yeah, <laughs> the table. Then yeah, it's, absolutely. It's not far away. Um, Sharon, we've got a bit of news about Burniston Rocks. Yeah, I thought it. Uh, would, I do speak quite regularly with the the team that are delivering the youth club out at Burniston. Um, so I was pleased to be able to add this on this week. Um, it's just an event that's happening at the village hall at Burniston uh, in July. So I thought I'd give you all heads up uh, so you can have a look at that and get some tickets uh, and add it into your diary. It looks like it's going to be a really fun day. And um, of course, that this Sunday is Mother's Day. Uh, so we'd just like to say a massive we- thank you to all our mums. Oh. I'm, oh, oh, I see what you mean. Sorry, I thought you were aiming that at me. Sharon, <laughs> I'm sure your boys will give you a huge well, thank you. We've for got history, haven't we, boys, about yeah. Mother's Day? That's all I'm saying. That's partly why I've added it to the e-zine this week. So, but yeah, yeah there, there no are excuses. a lot of um, there are a lot of rugby mums that deserve a pat on the back, don't they? Yeah, um, and you know, any, anybody that fulfills that role, because you know, um, yeah, just a special shout out, uh, which you know they deserve all the time. But obviously, we mm. can um, we can do that especially this Sunday. And also a reminder that we've got coming up, not this week, but I have reminded you early, Double um, daylight savings, so the clocks change on March the 26th. So just a... Is that a good or a bad thing? Fall back, spring forward, so we lose an hour. But it's a good thing because it means summer's around the corner. It does, it does mean summer. Lighter nights. Yeah, yeah. Lighter nights, which is always nice. Um, so it kind of brings us on to our, uh, our next guest. Um, this should have been last week's it included into last week's podcast but obviously it wasn't for whatever <laughs> technical reasons when you um, say whatever technical reasons charlie what are you actually saying yeah the audio just went missing um and to to make things even worse i t- kind of turned up half an hour late uh to the podcast so nick was already nick miles was already a little bit touchy about that and then i ended up losing the audio and it just all added to it's a bit of a disaster. He's a good egg. He didn't mind. He it's is. all fine. He is, but so we've he... got him here. Um, so please, you know, if you're listening now, stay tuned to what an amazing chat it was uh, with Nick um, because he chatted to us about everything, didn't he? He did, yeah. Well, we'll introduce him. We'll let him take the, take the centre stage. It's, uh, it's my absolute pleasure to introduce you to Mr Nick Miles, who some of you may know, may recognise from around the club, um, as being the founder, owner of Valhalla Strength Club in Scarborough. Nick, welcome to From the Touchline. Hello. Again. Hello. Again, Charlie. <laughs> should we tell them why? I, I think you should fess up, Charlie. Yeah, you should. We, you ain't going to do it three times. No, Nick has already warned me that if I do it a, th- a second time, then there's, there's no coming back from it. But the audio somehow went missing. Somehow um, on my laptop after we yeah. finished There's recording. There's other things on your laptop, don't go missing. So Nick has kindly, very kindly come back in for a, for a second time, but also kind of good that he has come back in because we've got some exciting news to share with you um, that we'll talk about in a, in a couple of minutes' time. Cool. So Nick, um, welcome to From the Touchline again. And um, I invited you in... A, because it's always good to see you for a catch-up. And also, because I would like you to talk to us about this year's Conquer the Castle, which is happening here at Silveroid on the 17th of June. Um, but before we kind of get started and, and, and tell our listeners what's happening on the day, do you want to just give us a little bit of background as to how you ended up 
in the strongman world. Uh, yeah, thank you for having me back again. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty simple, really. Dave Mort and I, uh, and most people know Dave, he's, you know, Dave's world and all that. Uh, we trained together pre-lockdown. And then when lockdown came, we both wanted to train. So we did the uh, social distance thing and trained in his back garden. And Dave's always really been into strongman and I never had, although I'm obviously into getting strong. And he said, should we, uh, do you fancy doing a bit of strongman stuff and, and should we buy some kit? So we, we, in lockdown, or as it was starting to open up a bit, we bought our first bit of kit, second hand kit from York. Went all the way to York, picked it up from some guy's back garden. Uh, and started from there and then I don't know three or four months later after we were sick of training in his garden under his gazebo and then his, <laughs> and then his lean-to that he put together or his dad did it was pretty good actually uh, I said should we just rent a space and so we rented a space and it initially started where I, we purchased a bit of kit and we put it in there and it was really for me and Dave really and then a few other people said can we come and train we want to do some strongman stuff and cut long story short, two years later, I guess, we are in much bigger premises because we outgrew the first one. Uh, not only in the amount of kit that we have, but in the amount of people who come. And now we have Valhalla Strength Club Scarborough, uh, based in Caton on Caton Low Road. Uh, and it's a massive warehouse full of everything strength and strongman related. And I think it's fair to say that there, there's quite a good crossover between what you offer and what we offer here at Barron's Fitness because it's a different market, isn't it? It's it's very different market. Firstly, we're not a gym. No. We're a club. And if you want to go and run on a treadmill, you don't come to Valhalla. It's not our thing. Uh, but if you want to come and get stronger in some kind of functional way, then it can absolutely cross over. So lots of our people who come to Valhalla actually train at Barron's as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we're not a gym, so there's a lot of crossover. We actually do some classes, which are very different to Barron's, and we actually go for a different area. So, because it's in Caton, we're very close to Farley. I live in Farley. We do a lot of classes for Farley Active, which is a Facebook group. Mm. There is no gym, there's, there's no gyms in that area, right? No. So, we do some fit strength classes, basically. Oh, Again, we're not, a, we're not a gym, we're a club, and that's what we want to be and we'll always be. So, Conquer the Castle, who came up with that idea? And how did that how did that conversation come about, and how did we end up with what we've got today? Well, uh, you know me, Sharon. Too long. A, somebody says something, and I instantly want to go and do it because it sounds fun, right? And I don't really think about the consequences <laughs> of it because sometimes you just have to go and do stuff. Mm. Uh, um, Dave and I had been to uh, a competition. So in the strongman world, you don't have to compete. It's not a compulsory thing, right? You can go and train and do all the logs and the stones and all that. And that's all you do. You just work out with different bits of kit. But we sort of wanted to compete, right? In the, and, it, and it's a very novice level competition kind of thing yeah. that we do. And we'd been to uh, Birmingham was Dave and I's first competition. So when I did our first comp, and it's like anything that you do as a competition or an event, there's a natural high about it afterwards, right? You spend 12 weeks training to it, you go and do the thing, and you just think it's the best thing since sliced bread, I've got to do it. Literally on the way back, we said, let's just do one at Scarp, right? But obviously, where we were at the time, we couldn't do it in, in Valhalla, it was way too small and all that kind of stuff. So we decided to approach the rugby club. Obviously works, because Dave works here. Then I said, okay then, let's make it quite big. 
let's see if we can't, you know, just give its own legs, right? And we uh, we managed to get our supplier of most of our kit, certainly our metal kit, is a company called Rebel Strength. They're based on Essex. They work quite closely with a few of the world's strongest men competitors. And we managed to secure Terry Hollands to come in for the first uh, Conquer the Castle. And as soon as you put his name anywhere near a strongman event in the northeast, and specifically Scarborough, because lots of people like to come to Scarborough, right? So I didn't actually think it had a draw, or it would have a draw of people that it actually did. Lots of people came for the weekend, lots of people came to eat fish and chips because it was Scarborough. Uh, and you had Terry Hollands on top of that, and lots of people want to come and just meet Terry Hollands, right? And it turned out we had probably the biggest amateur strongman event of the year in throughout the UK with 110 competitors, which is quite, well, it's actually massive. Yeah. Normally there's 50 maximum, really. And obviously we decided to make it annual. So we had one the following year, and we had about the same. This year... We are, as you say, we moved it forward. So every year, the first year was in October and we were really lucky with the weather. And last year was in July and we were really lucky with bits of the day. Uh, the weather wasn't brilliant in the morning, but certainly in the afternoon. This year it's in June and we're to cater for everybody, the club, you know, Barons, everybody else, and we've got it into June. Uh, and we've got, I think, about 70 people confirmed so far and we're wow. 12 weeks out, which is normally the time that people start to sign up. Mm. Yeah. So how close up to the event can people still sign up for it? I'm just thinking about obviously about you, Charlie, because you'll want to get your application in. Will I you? will go home I, and do I that. I give right Charlie now. a free place on the last uh, podcast. <laughs> I will come on and represent Scarborough if they want me to. I don't know how well I'll do. No, definitely yeah. not. Well I don't know how well I'll do. Try and find somebody a bit stronger, Charlie, if I'm honest. Uh, I 100%, after I first lifted a weight yesterday in the gym, I, that, that is yeah, probably the, yeah. the best option. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so how close to the day can people still get on board? Officially, we have a cut-off about three weeks before okay. the event. Yeah. Unofficially, you could sign up on the day. Okay. We're not... I mean, if we meet the maximum numbers, because it's... To run a strongman event or competition is actually quite hard. Mm. What I mean by that is you have a lot of people who have their own thinking about what they want to do that day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And as somebody who's trying to run it, you, yeah. you are literally herding cats, mm. right? And so you've got to get five events with a hundred people on each event done within a period of time so just run us through those five what what, what can we expect on the day uh no that's a really interesting question because now you have got to remember what they are <laughs> atlas stones there is atlas stones that's the last event atlas right. stones is, is like the uh pinnacle of strong yeah right? it's, the it's thing great that to watch yeah sees, great right? to watch uh and you just think so you can't not have atlas stones right Lots of people are doing sandbags now, but I'm, I'm an old school Atlas Stone guy. So the first event is actually uh, two implements. It's a log, literally either a wooden or a steel log uh, at certain weights, depending on the category, followed by an axle. So it's literally mimicking a car axle with some weights on it and, and you lift it above your head. So there's always a push event. Log, axle is push. Mm -hmm. There's a pull event, there's deadlift. This year we're doing deadlift off a 15 inch wheels for the ladies and we're doing it off atlas stones for the men so literally there's two atlas stones with brackets on the top and they lift the atlas stones oh. with some weight then we have so that's push pull then we have movement events so there is uh, a duck walk where you literally put weights between your legs and shuffle 15 meters followed by a sandbag carry back 
15 meters. So there's your movement event. And then, uh, what is the fourth one? The fifth one is Atlas Stones. The fourth one is, it's not York, I think it's Farmer's Farmer's work, yeah. yeah. So again, it's, it, it's two implements with weight on it that's metal mm. and you pick it up and you go 15 metres and come back 15 metres. And to be honest, you know, when you're going out and getting your shopping, I think, I think I'd be great at that, to be honest. Two full bags of shopping. Well, between you and Charlie, there's, there's the winners. <laughs> Female winner and male winner. There you go. So We've got it. it. We've go. got it sussed. How do, you, um, how do you ensure that from the first event to the last event, you're, you're still at your peak performance? Because I imagine that, obviously, at the start, you're obviously putting in a lot of... You're exerting a lot of energy and, and you, know, you are going to be quite tired, but how do you ensure that by the time you come to the last event, the Atlas Stones, that you're still able to perform at your best? Well, to a degree, strongman events are quite unique in that because you have normally five events, sometimes six, but say there's five events, span over a four or five hour period, right? And so it's quite hard to not cool down mm. because you've got long weights. So you'll see the competitors, A, they'll warm up for the first event. Everybody always warms up for the first event. They'll do the first event and they're on a bit of a high. It's about carrying that momentum forward. So you'll see them all eating certain things. You'll see them all making sure they keep warm, they'll have loads of different coats on, they'll be running around or jogging around and all that kind of stuff. But it's really difficult. And that puts pressure on me for the person who's running the event to make sure that we're getting it as quick as possible. Because the last thing you want is people to come to your event and think that was terrible because it took six hours. Mm. It might have been the best day in the world, it might have had the best burger in the world, it might have had the best scenery in the world. But if it takes six hours to run an event, the cold, and that's when injuries start to kick in. So you've got a bit of pressure to get yourself to get it done. But they're all used to it. I mean, I was just going to say that. This is their life, isn't it? Yeah. They'll, they, they'll know exactly what to expect and they'll know how to mitigate those circumstances. Correct. Certainly people who have done more than one or two. There'll be people there, this is their first event, right? First comp. Uh, but they will all train at strongman clubs or gyms or whatever they are and other people will be giving them advice on how to do it and what does the fueling process look like i know we spoke when we had dave on the podcast we spoke to him about his sort of pre-event fueling and what he does and 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 his sort of routine doesn't he have a, a set routine that he has to be in bed at a certain time and he has to eat a certain food and everything how, how what do you put into your body to ensure that that you are producing at your best i guess you could probably give us a, an example of what you have pre tournament or pre-event to, to sort of make sure that you're able to perform i think what charlie's asking is do you wear your lucky pants 100 <laughs> percent. oh there we go <laughs> dave thinks he's eddie all by the way so we all think it uh, the end of it's actually six minutes of your life or five minutes of your mm. life that's it each event is a minute long max mm. right so it's five or six minutes of your life no need to overthink it no need to get too in our shape about it so normally Pre-event, you don't train for a couple of days pre to an event, so you don't you're not necessarily fueling your body pre-event. You don't. It's not like when you're doing a marathon, you carb up. You actually don't want to be carbing up because you haven't got sustained exercise for five hours. You're doing six minutes in a five-hour period, right? I for me, the day before is all about getting protein in, so it's chicken, fish, meat, you know, whatever, right? Yeah. But nothing unusual. I don't eat a special diet the day before a comp. Again, we're all novice people. This is not, there's no money in Strongman, even if you won World's Strongest Man, there's no money in it. So nobody's becoming a millionaire by winning this comp, right? On the day, good breakfast. No question about it, but you have it early, right? 
and then it's just maintaining that level. So we not like I'm I'm twelve weeks out of a Britain's strongest over fifties competition. So there's twelve people who've qualified. We're going to go and compete to see who's Britain's strongest over fifty year old, and whoever does well in that will go to America. My twelve week run up is I'm eating protein or consuming protein because I'm trying to lose weight as well every three hours. I'm eating something that's protein related or drinking something that's protein related. That on the day, followed with some carbs or sugar, some people have bags of Haribo. You'll see loads of bags of Haribo, right? Some people, including one of the persons who comes to Barron's, she's forever consuming the Rice Krispie cakes, right? Just whatever fits for you. Mm. Other gummy sweets are available. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. Troll, if you're from Germany. Oh, is that what they are? Yes, my boss, actually, his family owned the Troll Factory in oh, Germany. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's forever bringing them. Um, Percy Pigs. That's what I... Dave's I a Percy Pig guy. That would yeah. be my go-to, I think. That would be yeah. Dave is a Percy Pig guy. Yeah. But <laughs> I think I think a lot of people get on the hype of it and don't necessarily do it for the science. Mm. It's like, I'm going to eat a bag of Percy Pigs and a bag of Haribo. Mm. So you're going to be high on sugar. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it doesn't do any yeah, good. Yeah. It's just the hype of it. Yeah. So going back to you, you were just mentioned there about the Britain's strongest over fifty competition that's coming up. Where where's that being held? I'm fifty three, by the way. Uh, it's being held in Gloucester. Right. So it's the weekend. There's the strongest over forty. So in the strongman world, there is different levels of, and it's normally based on either your weight as a person or your capabilities as a strength athlete, right? And depends on it, isn't it? I don't want to go too complicated into it all. Once you hit 40, you tip into the Masters category. So there was two on May the 27th in, on, in Gloucester Marina, because there is a marina in Gloucester apparently. In Gloucester Marina, we're holding, or they are holding, the Masters over 40s and the Masters over 50s, mm. Britain's competition. And so there's, I think there's 20 people in the over 40s who are qualified and there's 12 in the over 50s. Wow, only 12 of you. Yeah. How do you think you'll do? Obviously, I'm going to smash it. Yeah, of course you are. Uh, I, I, I know I know. I follow on Instagram most of the other people. We're all... I mean, Instagram, you only put what's good, right? So <laughs> yeah, of course you do. about the reality of <laughs> social media. Uh, we're all very similar. There is a couple of guys... I'm lucky because the one of the celebrities that's coming to conquer the castle actually qualifies to compete in my Masters competition, but he doesn't have to. Right. Because he automatically qualifies for World's Masters, uh, which I'm very pleased about, so I don't have to mm. be in. So you touched on it there, celebrities coming to conquer the castle. Got a bit of a coup, haven't we? We have. So these are celebrities in the strongman world, not necessarily, you know, the modern, the, the outwear world. I'm hoping it's Jeff Capes. Uh, no, it's not. Oh, no. Uh, although, to be honest, if you asked him, he probably would go. But there wouldn't be many people who actually know who he is. <laughs> so we've managed this. We're looking for three head head judges, head refs, right? Uh, and we always, because there's always three events running, always three stances at the same time. Right? And we, we as in Valhalla, or I as an individual, more importantly, have always made a thing to try and get people to Scarborough and try and get somebody who would want to come and see, because it brings people in, right? So, as I say, last, the first year we had Terry Holland, massive draw, right? He's been in World's Strongest Man for 17, 18 years. He's ex-rugby player, so all fit, all yeah. that kind of stuff. 
Uh, last year we had Luke Richardson, who is one of the younger guys in the world's strongest man team, who's had a number of injuries for the last 18 months and he's just coming back in on the scene. Actually, this year we're having Luke again. Luke's actually my coach, so I'm close with Luke. He lives, he used to train in Scarborough, he lives over Selby, where he's, he's you know, he's affiliated to Scarborough, anyway, so he, he loves it, so he comes over. We've also got Mark Felix. Wow. Mark Felix, for those who have ever followed World's Strongest Man, has been doing it for years. Big name. Yeah. Mm. As someone who's not a massive, mm. I, I knew straight away, so yeah. Dave told me knew straight He has away. a number of world records. Uh, he, he also has, we were doing some Googling uh, on the weekend, I wasn't, my girlfriend was, some research into Mark Felix, because he's basically the lady's favorite, right? <laughs> uh, he has 13 and a half inch hands. There is, there is web pages specifically for his hands. That's oh. all I'm going to say because okay. it's, it's a family show, right? <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, the good thing about Mark is he's, he's a gentleman. Mm. Right? I don't know him personally, but I know people who do know him. He's an absolute gent. He's a massive name in the strongman world, right? Uh, he's actually, this is his last year of World's Strongest Man. He said he's retiring this year. Right. And so for us to be able to get him, and I got him through Rebel Strength, so they, they worked with him and they, they got me his number and oh, his manager's number. Uh, it's just a massive thing for for A oh, for Valhalla. Yeah. I'm really pleased. And B for the event, Conquer the Castle yeah. and, and, and Scarborough. He's actually competed in Scarborough before. They used to be qualifiers for World's Strongest Man in Scarborough years ago. That's why Eddie all competed in Scarborough. Yeah, he, I think lo- d- down at the spa I think years Dave ago. did tell me that actually that mm. yeah. years and years ago they, they yeah. did they did have that. That's so cool. I'm pleased. So I'm Mark really pleased. Felix. Mark Felix, Luke Richardson. Luke Richardson. And uh, I'm looking for a female head ref. Right, okay. I want either the current or somebody who has been world's strongest woman. Oh, right, okay. Uh, and I've, I've already got some ass out there, but I can't say until I've got something confirmed. Oh, exciting. Watch this space. That we'll uh, that, we'll let it? you know when, when that gets confirmed then. Yeah, so come along. We're doing it for charity, so please, it's £5. Come along. Co- I rang myself ragged last year. I well, think this. it's fair to say I'll be here. <laughs> I'm talking to people oh, who listen to listeners. the podcast. Oh, listeners. Oh, yeah, yes. come along, listeners. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, inviting me then. It's £5 to come in, to spectate. Uh, it's a great event. You will. The one thing that you'll see in Conquer the Castle, but you'll see in any strongman event that you ever go to, is everybody cheers everybody. This mm. is a, it's a community, and it's actually a community of misfits. Mm. If you look at any strongman club or any strongman event you go to, you think, wow, these people are special. <laughs> and it's normally because they are, yeah. right? And that's a good thing, I, I like that, I think it's brilliant. Well, I think it's fair to say you may well describe yourself that way, Nick. 100%. I mean, I've known you for a long time. 100%. And, uh, yeah, I, I'd say without a shadow of a doubt, that's yeah. where you'd put yourself. You are what you are and you should own it. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, But the thing that you're seeing in it is that everybody is up for everybody. Everybody wants everybody to win, right? And it's... It's pretty unique in a sports environment because right? mm. it isn't them and us. It isn't. Mm. I just want that person. Everybody just cheering for everybody, and it's good. Mm. We're going to have a number of stalls. We're going to have you know things to see. We hope we've got Coventry University coming up to do some sort of uh, strength test for just spectators and have a bit of a laugh and a but joke you, at that. The first year you had the lorry that came, didn't you? Yeah, the, we did a lorry pull. That was that was that was pretty good. Yeah. we could probably do it again this year if we needed to. Uh, but yeah, I think it's it'll be good. It'll be good, and, it, and I say it's for charity. We don't, we don't know hundred percent which charities yet, but I think we're going to split it between two. 
Certainly one will be a Scarborough-based local charity, and I think one will be a Farley-based local charity. Excellent. And I guess just to finish off, how long can you keep going? How long is wow. this, you know, on your radar? What, me as a person or yeah. Valhalla? Well, both, both. Well, Valhalla, I hope, goes on for, yeah, forever, absolutely. Right? And I think it'll only get bigger and stronger as we go along. It's a club, and I don't think it'll ever be the size of a gym, and I don't want it to be because it has a club feel to it. Mm. And we're very open and welcoming, and, and there's lots of different people who come to it, different backgrounds, different you know cultures, different sort of look on life, and I love that, I love that. Me, individually, I openly said to Dave this morning, because I was training down at Palal, and Dave was there, I might do this competition in May and never do another competition. I generally might not, mm. but I don't think that would be the case. <laughs> <laughs> I think I will keep going until, until I can. What a great chat, Sharon. What a great yeah, chat with Nick. I knew um, it would be. I've known Nick for a long time, as I said there. Um, so I knew he would. Uh, it would be a, a great chat. And Conquer the Castle will be a brilliant day, not just for us. You know, for everybody that's involved, for 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 Barons, for Silveride in general. Um, and as we said there, it's the same day as Scorby Fair. So you, you've got a full day out. Come on. Don't you know. jinx it like I have done already. Oh, it, well, as I said, it's my birthday week as well, and it does always rain on I am my birthday. As soon as we get like the seven-day <laughs> forecast, I'm going to literally be checking. Yeah. And then I'm just going to be like... It'll be fine. It... It'll be fine. The sun will shine on yeah. us, I have no doubt. And what a huge coup it is to get Mark Felix in oh, as well. yeah, um, brilliant. Amazing work from the whole of the team there to get to get him sorted and, and done. Yeah, um, and again, yeah. as Nick said, you know, there's plenty to do. Uh, all the money's going to charity. The entry money on the day, yeah, there'll be bucket collections, and that will be going off to the two charities that mm. uh, that the team decide on. Uh, one, well, both of which actually will be local charities. So, um, and the best thing I think about what we've got here, Charlie, is that there's no, you know, we don't have to limit ticket sales. We've got abundance of 32 acres we've got to go at so this there yeah. will be space come and come and enjoy the day and perhaps you know something that you might not have experienced before yeah. um a, a strongman competition but you know come and come and see what it's all about yeah 100 percent. well that brings to a, an end episode five from the touchline at season two we've got a very special edition coming up um shortly haven't we sharon with rob hazel and our director of rugby and uh referee john parks yep where we discuss the obviously the new tackle height lords that have been implemented by or are being implemented by the RFU and, and yeah. World Rugby. Yeah, um, that will be episode six, yeah. uh, which will follow in quick succession. Uh, but I thought, well, I think we both thought it was important that we mm. had that conversation, that kind of panel discussion, um, just to get some views and to bring it out into the open, what's happening and how we think that might affect us here at Silveroid. Yeah, well, of course, if you've got anything that you want to tell us or you've got a story that you want to, to, to tell and come on the podcast, then, of course, let us know. Um, Sharon's always here in her office to uh, to take any of your requests. And obviously, previous episodes can be found on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and Anchor. Uh, but without further ado, um, Sharon's joined me. Sharon, another episode done. A really good episode, that. Yeah, it's always enjoyable, Charlie. And we managed to keep the audio for the whole episode, which is incredible. <laughs> well, you've still got to get it out there, so yeah. we'll, just, we'll see how we go. Yeah, well, if they're listening to this, then they will be They'll know. Which, which, is, uh, which is good. But of course, as I say, we've got the special edition podcast coming next. Um, but from myself, Charlie Hopper, from Sharon Tate, from everyone at the club, thank you for listening, uh, and we'll see you all in the next episode. <laughs>